Catch me just like talking and starting the uh, episode, but there's been so many of those episodes. I know. I think like almost every episode like intros with like just like something that you're saying, and then I come in right after that. Yeah. No. Th- so um, this is a fun episode. Um, really excited to do this one. This is one everybody's been antis- anticipating. Anticipating. Anticipating is in one year. Could we take Jack from? Really, never having played golf, the breaking eighty, and that's like the big question. You had a you had a personal best round the other day. I did, yeah. Um, and on my birthday, you like the mentality was a little different. Like e- even uh, some of the other players we were with were like, "He's trying way too hard in the first three holes." You were trying to make breaking eighty happen rather than just going and making it happen. Yeah, and I'm, so like I, would say I, that. I could tell like. The warm-up body language was more your normal, like, shoulders back, open, just walking out there. I'm going to hit a couple of balls, and I'm going to go play, and I'm going to go do this. Whereas the other, when we were playing for my birthday, you looked like you were pressing more even in your warm-up to try and get it ready to go rather than just doing your normal warm-up and going. I was a little bit, um, first of all, I agree with everything that you said. That's the last piece of... That's the last piece of mindset that I really need to fix. I think I've got, and I think you would attest to this, I think I've got one of the best mindsets out there when it comes yeah. to just well, competing. Yeah, well, I've said it multiple times on here, yeah. Um, but I think the one thing that I, the last kind of hurdle and obstacle that I need to overcome is like, for example, I don't know if I could ever play on tour. I mean, I, I think I could. I'm just saying that like, I don't think I'd ever be able to at this current state that I'm in because whenever I'm like looking forward to a date, like for example... Mm. This this uh, this round that I had yesterday, which I have the scorecard right in front of me, I literally booked it at the last second. I was like running through work. I got a lot done at work, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna see if the course has any tee times available. I saw one spot available for like the good price that we have it here, thanks to the River Club, and I just like booked it and showed up like literally 20 minutes before my rounds. Didn't even get didn't even get balls came back to your practice tee and i was like hey elijah can i borrow like 10 balls from you just so i can get loose a little bit and then just ran over to the first tee but like when we were playing on your birthday i knew i was playing that round for you know a couple you know five or six days days. and i knew that i was finally at a place where i could probably break 80 and i was like all right like this is gonna be the day kind of thing well and the reason why you could feel that way is you've been trending that way. You've had multiple rounds under 85. You've been really close. You've had a couple of big numbers in those rounds. So it's just like, you know, a little damage control and you should be there. Right. And so it's not like a lot of times people go, oh, I could have broken 80. I was like, what did you shoot? Well, I shot 87. Well, that's eight shots away from breaking 80. Yeah. That's half your holes. So um, that's a little different deal than you've, you've had evidence that's pointing towards this is coming. Yeah. It's not like I'm shooting... You know, it's not like I'm making fives on every single hole. You know, it's like I'm making that that round that I sent you the scorecard of a couple of weeks ago, that 85, I had, uh, what was it, like two doubles and a triple or something like that? Yeah. But I had a record like 10 pars that, that day too. And I'm taking away yeah. from 
Scott's book, uh, he's got a section in there called The Birdie Game. I was kind of playing the par game that day. Yeah, which is a great way to break 80. Right. How many pars can you get? And so I was like, it's there. It's there. It's like two big numbers away from doing it. If you play a lot of amateur golf, making 18 pars will go a long way Dude. to finishing a lot of top 10s that way, a lot of top 5s, and at least keep you in contention to win the thing. So... um so if we look through this round, we're missing some BPNs and some OPs, but through the front nine, you'd hit one, two, three. Let me preface this, too. The first three holes, I was on a conference call with work. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Jeez. So you were looking at um, <clears throat> hitting, looks like, seven BPNs, which we know that, that hitting that many in any one side goes a long way. Yeah. Um, we don't have them for your last two holes. Did you miss them? Um, we don't share the score yes, yet. Yes, I missed uh, I missed 17, and I missed 18. Yep. So you only hit three BPNs on the back, 10 total. So a uh, little struggle there on the back nine. Yep. Um, but your OPs were still fairly high. So you're hitting more than half your OPs. Uh, you're still over half of your BPNs. We just got to, in order for you to shoot par, so it's funny, like we're talking about breaking 80 and I'm sitting here and this is the teacher mindset You also got to cater this to the people who are listening as well because not everybody listening would know what OP and BPN Right. Well, well, if you want to find out, you're going to have to come Or listen lessons. to a podcast that's behind the paywall. Yep. Ooh, which is what can we're going to we be go, doing. Can we go put that one behind the paywall? We can put that one behind the paywall. Well, I mean, we can record another one that kind of goes into even more detail, but okay. just, for, just to plug that real, real, real quick... We're going to start putting some special episodes of the Champions Playbook behind the paywall, which means we have... Can I announce this? Is it live? What? The new... Yeah, you can. Okay, cool. So we have a Franklin Bridge app now for the course, which is super well, it's cool. it's not for the course. It's for instruction only. And for instruction only. But like yeah. it's for Franklin Bridge. Like It's correct, our correct. own app, right? And so uh, what we're going to be doing is there's going to be... Uh, you're going to be able to book lessons through this... Through yep. this, uh, uh, through this interface, yep. you're going to be able to see some of the bonus content that Scott has, and along with that, we're going to be putting some podcasts behind this paywall as well that go into detail on some proprietary things that Scott and I talk about. And so you can either show up on Wednesday nights at 6:30 to get access to those for free, or you can pay the small fee that we're going to have behind the paywall so that you guys can get access to those whenever you want them. And so uh, another thing that you're going to be getting besides uh, some of the premium content that we're going to be having is stuff. merchandise, golf balls. Maybe maybe for a huge giveaway, we'll throw in a club. And uh, Scott will definitely be giving away a few you know 30-minute lessons here and there as well. So I would you love to give away a Zexio driver before the end of the year. That'd that would be, be so awesome. cool. But it's like, like a $900 value. It, it's, it'd be insane. It would be insane. So <laughs> Chuck if you, you want to be uh, a part of this new community that we're forming, so we love everybody who listens to the Champions Playbook, but if you want to be involved in the, even the inner, inner circle of the Champions Playbook, which is pretty much just me and Scott and a few select people, you can have access to that by getting into the paywall, which is going to yep. be awesome, and you guys are going to have a blast with the stuff that we put behind there. Anyway, Scott. So, yeah, Franklin Bridge Performance Institute app. Go to the App Store. Um, hopefully, by the time this goes out, it'll also be on Android. So, Google has a longer... They have a longer delay time till they release it. So, Apple is already up and live. Uh, it's not in the Google Play Store yet, but search Franklin Bridge Performance in the App Store. You won't have to finish typing it out. It'll pop it up for you. Perfect. Join it. It's free to it's free to get on it. Um, so, 
do back that. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, but back to Jack's round. So has some good things going here. Uh, I haven't looked at your total feet, but looking pretty good. Um, looks like you're around 700 total feet, uh, which is really pretty dang good. Um, so the question is, so I'm going to give away the front nine number. This is actually good because it's even more anticipation. I know. So, um, Jax, uh, starts out one over through four, two over through five, three over through six, finishes four over on the side, shoots 39. It's a good number. It's a good number to break 80. That's my first sub 40 round that, or first sub 49. Nine. Yep. Um, then starts the back nine with a birdie. Which Should have been an eagle. Big. Yep. Seven feet for eagle. When I <laughs> oh my the putt. gosh! So obviously playing very well, um, and then through uh, fifteen holes, he is one over on the back. So he's got three holes left. Yeah, we were talking about how so my all, back nine anybody that's was broken worse. ninety, broken eighty five, broken eighty, broken seventy five, broken seventy. You know what this feeling is like you got three yeah. left to play and you're clearly inside the mark yeah like you could go you could bogey every hole coming in yeah and so there's even if you're not feeling a ton of pressure and a ton of nerves you can sense some rising tension tension yeah like you just know oh man this this could this is it like i'm i'm doing this and i can go into detail later about kind of where that happened for me cuz i think that's going to be really okay. good for a lot and of people sometimes amateurs. it happens before that that finishing stretch sometimes you start feeling the pressure before that some people feel it later it's different for different people should we reveal what the score is before we go into that uh or do you want to keep it played well, out? Let's for a keep little it longer? played out. Okay. This is going to be fun because I'll let you draw the conversation. So, then. so, so, I want to take people to this place, right? So, it's not just about. Obviously, we're going to Jack Break eighty, right? So, had a good front nine, thirty nine, par seventy one right now on the golf course. Great start, great start to the back nine. So many golfers have been in this place, whether it be breaking a hundred, breaking ninety. So. I want to go to this, the mentality, the state, the feel of the thing. Even if you get rid of the mental side, like, what does this feel like? Where do you feel it? Um, speaking of the Franklin Bridge Performance Institute app, um, FBPI, that's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, but in there, I posted recently on that app, and Jack's going to pull it up on the forum here in a second. Um, but I posted in there about emotions and where we feel them. And so... Uh, cooler emotions are tend to be darker in color. Hotter emotions tend to be very they're reddish, but they're very white. So think of a hot white flame um, in a campfire. Um, and then you're looking for more of the oranges and the gentle reds to kind of represent more calming. And where they are represents calmer tension, what have you. So when you're going through this front nine, it's like, hey, I had a good front nine. You still don't feel like a lot of pressure to break 80. It's like, I'm playing good, but I'm, I still got some work to do. And if you'd shot like even par one over on the front nine, you'd really be feeling good. And you would feel, you would start feeling the heat, I would guess, a little sooner. 
So we've all had. I'm also pretty good at keeping my emotions down. And so I would love to just for the sake of the listeners and for me later when we kind of reveal the score to kind of divulge where I went wrong because I actually think I've got a pretty even headspace when it comes to like going into the finishing uh, portions. Well, I think your other athletic background certainly helps with that. The more sports For you sure. play and the more competitive sports For you sure. play, you learn how to handle that by being in it. But that's you the don't. other thing too is that coming down to this stretch, I'm not going to reveal what the score is. Uh, like I could feel the nerves rising even though I feel like I'm really good at keeping them down. Yeah. I I, I could feel them rising just because this was a place that I had never been in before. Uncharted territory. Correct. So I'll, I'll share. Oh, we're back to the Uncharted Waters episode. Yes, We yes. need to figure out what number episode that was. But yeah. go back and listen to the Uncharted Waters uh, episode. That was an awesome episode. That was a great episode. Um, so don't be afraid to go back and listen to some of those old ones. But um, I'm going to share a story of Annika while you're looking that up. Um, Annika Sorenstam is the only female golfer, professional golfer, to ever break 60. She shot 59. Um, And when she did it, she was eight under through eight. And she turns to her caddy and says, I just got to make a par. Like, not a weird phrase, but it's like she's so uncomfortable. She's never been in this place. It just, like, this is like, I'm dreaming. I'm, is this a dream? Like, am I going to wake up from this thing and go, ah, oh, crap. That was just a really awesome dream that really wasn't happening. And so she just made a par and then still finished really well on the back nine to shoot 59. So obviously impressive round, but those are the types of feelings that are coming in. It's like, it's a new level of comfort. Uh, it's a new level of discomfort that will eventually become your new comfort zone. Uncharted Waters was uh, episode 97, by the way. Dude, that was like 55 episodes ago. Which is crazy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Uncharted Waters, wonderful episode. Go back and listen to that. Yeah, we're on 152 right now with... This one's probably going to be 156 or 5. Okay, yeah. awesome. So, did he do it is the question. So, let's let's go play-by-play play here. So, we're... We've made uh, you let's made a, you made a great par save on fifteen. Let's from do what this. you're telling me. Let's go through the round. You asked me kind of what I was feeling throughout the round, okay. and that way we'll build anticipation to the final number. Okay, so um, I'm just going to do quick checkpoints on the front nine. Yep. So you're on the conference call through three holes. Yep. You bogeyed two. Yeah, shouldn't happen. Right. Um, so that's kind of a it's an outlier. Like that doesn't happen very often. Uh, not at your length and current level of play. So, bogey on two, that affect you at all, or were you kind of just distracted by the phone call and just kind of moved on? Yeah, I kind of chalked it up to the phone call. Um, also, uh, hit my second shot fat on the approach. I had a pitching wedge into the green. On your second shot? On my second shot. And you made bogey? Yeah, and I... And oh, man, I, that sucks. I know, I hit it fat and duffed it. Yep. Dude, that could have been that could have been a three instead of a six on the scorecard. I know, I know, I know. Dude, that number, dude, you could have shot crazy low just by fixing that I number. I was uh, checking my phone throughout the entire thing. Just got the yardage really quick. Didn't really, yeah. It was a lot. A little out of your routine, brain. yeah. Um, and then 
par this is, three. This is interesting. Par on three, by the way, which I think is huge for momentum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, par on three feels like making a birdie, especially when you're playing it back. So yep. yeah, Jack's playing from the back tees. It's an important thing to note. Seven thousand yards, or a little less than that. Now that nine's right now, par four thing. Um, but you then make bogey on five and six, heading into really what is one of the hardest stretches on this golf course, which is seven, eight, nine. I think what's really important is on five, um, totally misjudged the wind and landed in the direct center of the, f- of the greenside bunker. And so it was an, inc- the front bunker. yeah, okay. it was an incredible out. And so I actually ran into uh, six with a lot of confidence. Okay. I actually felt pretty good there. Okay. So, okay. So, you're not really feeling the pressure of having just made back-to-back bogeys headed nope. into the hardest stretch. Nope, nope. I also tend to think that um, as I've played with you and gotten to know you, I don't think you tend to look ahead a whole lot. Mm-mm. I, I mean, those rising emotions, I'm guessing, maybe pushed you in that direction a little bit. Definitely. Um, but you then go par, bogey, par on the last three, which is really... Shoot, if you can shoot one over or even par through that three-hole stretch. We we had talked about hard holes versus easy holes out here. I, I'm i usually feeling pretty good if you're just hanging near even there. Even two bogeys there wouldn't have been all, drove all the, bad. Uh, drove the green on um, on nine. <laughs> wait, you drove the green on – hang on a second. You had a pitching wedge in on two. I know. And you drove the green on nine. I know. And you three-jacked it. This is why – this round, I think, was so big for me in my pursuit to now, you know, getting into the breaking 75 part of my game is because I really do think that just cleaning up a little bit of these housekeeping things can really get me to shooting low numbers. Yeah, and it's just really subtle little mm-hmm. things. Tiny, so it's tiny not, things. It's not a technique thing. There's obviously, obviously still some touch and feel to clean up around the short game area, but... And that'll always be a pursuit for all of us. Yep. Um, so nine, the chip um, was a li- caught a little thin. It was on a down dang. slope, so it was a little thin, and ended up two putting that from there. So and not then, not a great end. Right. And then birdie on ten. Yep. Which I'm guessing was helpful headed into eleven, which you and I both are learning to make that hole our friend. Notice I'm spinning this positively. We're trying to learn how to navigate that hole. And make it our friend, um, yep. especially at our length. I'm starting to realize, like, at our length, even a drive that's a little right, in a lot of situations, is still going to be long enough to get past that bottleneck kind of down there. So the I'm, hole seems very simple, like, yeah. overview. But that the tree, like, just forward of the forward tees and by the – like, right by the forward tees there, that tree – if it was cut out, changes hole 11 entirely. You know what's funny, too? Because it tends to push your eyes and your, and your aim to the right. It does. Um, the funny thing about that hole is that I actually really usually don't struggle on driving on, on that hole. My driver has been absolutely ridiculous the past couple weeks. Um, just got a new shaft put in, and it's like really, really helped my game. Yep. Um, but I'm usually like pretty good on that on that hole. In the past couple of rounds that I've played, pushed it too far right, and so I think this is a really important uh, like mindset note for the amateurs, and I mean myself included. But the amateurs listening to this is on a round where I know my momentum is pretty good, like pretty dang good so far. Yep. 
I'm just telling myself, I just need to figure out a way to take bogey like out of play here or at least just like take an ob shot out of play here especially when you know the last couple rounds you haven't been shooting or haven't been you know executing well on that shot and so you'll see here as a theme going into the back nine i told myself on that shot listen i am going to take anything center to left of this fairway or just this hole in general left to the left yeah exactly i'm not even going to consider piping this thing right which op in that situation was was to the right so I just made sure that I put it down there to the left and rolled it about uh, like a 60-yard pitch shot to the green from there. And I think I made bogey. So, I mean, just another housekeeping thing I got to clean yeah, up. Yeah, just clean up that contact. So uh, then I'm really ex- – like, again, here's here's our hard stretch on the back is 11, 12, 13. So you par 12 and 13. So, I mean, you're even par so far at this point through 13 holes – uh, bogey on 14, which I tend to not chalk up to too much. You know what's funny but on 13 before you go into 14? Pull, pull driver again. Hit the skinny part. What? Yeah. Dude, this bold play. I Good know. move. Well, I just knew that I hit it pure when I played with you on your birthday. Yeah. And don't have a three wood in my bag right now. It's getting warrantied. And so the only thing that I had was either like a 255 or 260 shot with my three hybrid with a long iron into that green. Or with the way my driver's been feeling over the past, you know, the past, the last what eleven holes, I was like, you know, good time. Let's it's a good do time it. to pull it's it. A good time well to pull done, it. And, it, and it worked. Um, so great there. Make bogey on fourteen. Par on fifteen. Like, where where are you right now? So like right now you're one over on the back through fifteen. You're five over on the day. You're four shy of – you're four under your mark of 80. So, like, I think I exe- where are you feeling? How are you feeling? I think I executed well on the first half of the back nine. Um, and then on the back half, this is where things – where I was trying to really adjust my mindset because my mind was racing, and it was just telling me, like, you know, Jack, you can, you can basically bogey out from here and and do it <laughs> that that and that right there is no that's that I, that's and I recognize it. that i recognize that i said listen everybody but everybody goes through that at least once right and so i recognized that as soon as that went through my head and i was like no 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 no, that's not the right mindset like we've been playing fantastic golf so far like we got to just when did that play hit? To play. when did that hit when i made the bogey on uh 14 14 Yep, I actually I hit I was green in regulation, and uh, ended up three putting, three putting that I believe because it was I hit me and I was playing with Piper on the back nine, mm-hmm. and um, we, we both, have an episode on how to win. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> so you can go back We're making and a lot of callbacks here, um, but yeah, we had a we both had downhill putts. Uh, mine just went a little bit too far, and and my dumb self missed the comebacker. So mm. uh, that was just something that was just a little bit of a mental focus. I my pace was bad on that first one, and it just cost me. So that's but that's where it kind of went in, where I was like, okay, I was giving myself four shots on the front, four shots on the back. Did it on the front. I was on pace to do it on the back, and I was actually like, ahead of pace on the yeah, back. Yeah, and I was like, okay, we can do this. And so it slipped into my mind that I made that mistake, and it was probably a little bit of a toxic implants at that point in time in the round yeah well once it hits that one's hard to take away until you learn how to until you learn how to replace it Mm -hmm. with actually i'm doing really well i I can keep doing well 
Yep. I'm going to continue to doing well, and I'm going to continue to keep the throttle down a little bit like you did hitting driver on 13. So I think at this point in the round, it's good to go hole by hole because this is the point yep. in the round yep. where I am in uncharted waters for the first time ever. And even though my mental game is really strong, I don't care how strong your mental game is. If you haven't been there before, I don't, I don't care how strong your mental side is. It is uncharted waters and you're just going to have to experience whatever you're about well, to experience. Well, that's why once time. teams learn how to win a national championship, you see them go back to the national I'm, championship. Yeah, it's over literally like Tom Brady. Again. It's literally like Tom like, Brady. Oh, yeah, it's literally like Nick here. Saban. It's yeah, they've been it's like there's literally a reason behind the cliche you act like you've been there before. Like because if you've been there before, you know how to react. Yeah. yeah. Even if you screw it even if you've screwed it up in the past, yep. you're more equipped to be able to handle it in the future. Yep. So um so Going to 16. 15. Uh, 15. I think 15 is Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 15. Uh, you make par. You were telling me earlier this was a, a big par. This was a great par. Um, you got yourself in. So where would your drive go here? Did you hit driver again? Yeah, so I hit driver again. Um, almost too long to hit driver. I, I hit it hole. too long because the box was. Were you to the? Did you hit it too long into the right or to the left? So the box was down. From, oh. So it's a completely different angle, and so I had to I had to tell myself, okay, Total we're either whole change. Yeah, we're either taking an aggressive route gotcha. over the knoll on the left, or we're just gonna kind of hit a you know a, a, a an easy drive down the middle. Like, and I just told myself we're gonna do an easy drive. Uh, muscle memory kicked in; it just went too long. So luckily, it stayed out of the crap, but it was still in the crap. Like it stayed out of the long stuff, but it was in the in the in the yeah, rough on the yeah, downside yeah. so that one was a big one because i had a, uh, a a tree branch above me so i knew i couldn't hit a super high wedge uh and so i pulled a 52 degree wedge but there's still a there's still a bunker in front of the green and so i pulled that 52 and bumped it up onto the green first bounces on the fringe rolled out to the back of the green and two putted two that putted for par, for par. Yeah. so good move there all right 16 <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and say the number you made on 16. Yeah, do it. You doubled 16. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> you don't um, have to give us the whole story there because I, I, I don't want to go too much longer on this. Well, I think so, the. Because I, I know the, everybody wants to hear what you shoot. Yeah, I'm going to miss. I'm going to make it quick, though, because this is literally the turning point of the round for me. So, um, errant, errant tee shot ends up on the ladies' tees on 17. Pulled it. Ooh, way yeah. left. Yeah. Well, uh, not ladies' tees. I guess it was the the, the yeah. I know the the box up there on. It's like the senior tee, senior yeah, yeah. tees, I guess. Yeah. So pulled it right up there. Actually, gave me a really good look into the green, um, which is I don't think should happen. But it gave me a really good look into the green. Ended up tugging, tugging that one uh, right below the crap. Ended yep. up tugging it right below the crap and had a had a crazy flip wedge up like you know i can't even see the green at this point because of how low that that little drop off is so that was just the disaster right there yep double um, and i knew that i killed myself right there but like but it wasn't like you still were two shots clear well you're almost two shots clear you're yep. you're at 78 right now so you got a shot to give and you really have two holes that you probably haven't made bogey on and who knows how long yeah a while so <laughs> you you got two comfortable holes in front of you, um, which is where people go, okay, I just, I just need to make, if I can just make two pars, I'm in. Like, it's easy. It's just two pars and I'm in. Um, I actually was watching 
So it's John Deere Classic is this week, or I guess once this comes out was last week. Um, at lunch, as I was passing through, I saw them replaying when Jordan Spieth won in a playoff yeah, in a three-way playoff. playoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, in the fifth playoff hole, he's got like a two-foot putt left, and the other guys had both made bogey. Zach Johnson and somebody else had made bogey, and the crowd is starting to cheer. Spieth does something that's really interesting. He turns around and quiets everybody because he knows that shot is n- that two-foot putt is not nearly as easy. As the crowd wants, it's like, he's going to win it, yeah, no, 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 that's the, hey, let, uh, just a two-footer, no, that two-footer is just as important as the 280-yard drive, 290-yard drive. But he didn't really set up to that like a normal putt, though, he he set up to that like a tap-in. Uh, I, I don't think he went through his normal so, routine. Well, he took a little more time getting into it. Yeah. And yeah. then once he walked up to it, he, he just tapped it in. But, like, yeah, the yeah. crowd was starting to cheer as he was still back right. looking at it, hadn't put the ball down yet was like no no time out like i know all of you in the crowd think that i've got it in the bag but i know that this putt is not nearly as easy as they think it is well and uh who is he playing against it was in the red shirt no it was it norin uh i can't remember who it was because they kept his name yeah but he was playing fantastic golf Mm -hmm. and missed like a 12 footer or something him and spieth and zach johnson actually like did not look like did not look like they were as strong as I believe the the other guy who was playing yeah, yeah, with yeah. them, and so I was like, "Wow!" Like th- he he found an in like right there. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought that was incredible how like he just h- hung on as long as it took for him to find uh, an angle. Yeah, and the, those guys really, I mean, those playoffs they didn't play great. They didn't do anything fantastic in that final playoff hole. I don't think any of them were in the fairway. They all had to punch out. Zach Johnson made a long putt for bogey. Spieth was either was like right side and had to hit like a low – he had to hit a low shot under a tree limb because the tree was hanging out just yeah. enough. You're um, right, you're but right. But like so <clears throat> like we all know what this position is like. It's not as casual. It's like, oh, I got two holes left. I'll just cruise in for two pars, which once you get good at it, you can do it. So you par uh, 17. Yeah. Huge, you got a bogey. You got a par. shot to give on on 18. Yeah. Tee shot in play. In play, um, shot just it off, off the cart path. Shot it off to the right side, just to the right of the cart path. Um, a little nerves there, but not bad. Yeah, not it's, not it's a bad. Good place to hit it too. That's op though, wasn't it for the pin? Um, as you can see from my card, not filling out BPNs and ops for the last two holes. I remember where the pin was. It was left. Yeah, it didn't and you even were right pay attention. Side, so yeah, you're good. OP it was left was middle, there. I think. So, then tell us what happened. Yeah. So 18. Um, Shot was right to the right of the cart path, and that area. Hard not, pan. First of all, I'm not gonna make any excuses on this one. Hard pan. No, like but the lie, the tough, lie was difficult. Tough lie. Yeah. And so this whole entire round, I'd been really good at hitting the fairway. Hadn't really hit much out of the rough, honestly. This whole round, and so I'm used to the. I was used to these fairways, right? And so I just took a. I took a 56 degree because I think I was like a hundred and. 15 out or something and like that, that that lie as i know and you know yeah no you know now and i know like now yeah that that lie if you make somewhat of your poor wedge swing how we've been working on it with your hands yep that lie can hit some goofy shots yeah and so uh Probably so you go through your routine you're ready you got the yep, shot you good i did everything everything normal and Honestly, I would have gotten away with it on 
fairway grass. <laughs> I would have gotten away with it on oh, fairway yeah. grass. Um, but it went on the fairway. <laughs> super hard pin. The bounce just li- quite literally bounced off of that off of that tough dirt rock, whatever you want to call that. Uh, horrible contact and was about seven yards short of the green and in the water. <sighs> in and two out and three hitting four. Yep. Got on on got on on the next wedge shot and and two, two putted, putted for and double to shoot 80 for double to shoot 80 so answer the question i did not break 80 but it's a it's coming a personal soon. best it is yeah well, no it, it's huge and scott i was telling you this before that before we even started this whole podcast is like i'm actually not mad that i didn't break 80 on this one yeah because as you can see and as you guys have been listening you won't to, even remember this one other than the fact that it's recorded exactly so like <laughs> I think there's a potential that's a that's an 80 with a potential to shoot like a 74. Yeah, so you get rid of those two doubles at 76. Uh <clears throat> you make um where was the other one? Clean up yeah. birdie chance on 9. Yeah, oh yeah, birdie chance on the eagle yeah, you're chance, on the greens. Eagle chance then, on 10 and a missed putt on 6. See, I would so. even I would even go so I would go um I would go a shot easy on 2. You had a pitching wedge in. I'd actually go two shots. I have no problem saying two shots. It's a par four for you at that point. Yeah. That's two shots there, plus the two doubles on the back, which are really just just learning how to manage and handle that. Yep. Getting over that hump mentally a little bit. So there's three doubles. That's 74. And then I missed a putt on six that I knew I should have made. How long? Um. Probably eight feet, but it was dead straight. Okay. So – not poor execution. Um, and then where was the other one I was thinking about? Oh, yeah, nine. So, like, yeah. you take away nine, that's 73. And I bet there was a shot two or shot, two in Two there. shots from really those, and but that's cleaning up. Like, I know that's a lot of shots, but you continue to play, like, you could break 80 by shooting 75 or breaking 75. That's definitely in the cards. I've seen it happen. Yeah. Um, we, had, we had Erica never break 80 in a tournament ever before. And in a college event, she did once in high school in a small event, but she shattered 80. Yeah, she, she did. She went in a tournament. Yeah. Women's State AM for Tennessee. Shoot 77, 77, 73. Well, and, and shout out Piper, too. Piper, Piper shot a 72 the other day as well on a Yeah, 71. she was with you. Yeah. So she was she killed it the other day. And, and I got to chalk this round up, too, to my playing partners as well. So on the front nine, I had Aura Lee and her friend Donna, I guess. Yeah. Uh, great ladies really took the edge off. Just let me play golf like it was awesome. Um, and then Piper played with me on the back nine. And so I just think those environment all of those playing partners lot, and that environment was a lot. Yep. So that was great. That's awesome. So let's leave it with this. So, like, obviously, regardless of where you're at, trying to break to that next level, Continue to work on your technique to get there. Yep. Clean up the little things in your game that you got to continue to get better at. Yep. It's not, and don't add something new Mm-mm. unless you're struggling to break it and you haven't come see me. Come see me. I, I can help you take that one thing, maybe two, to take you down the next notch. But um, we all know what it's like to be there in like whether you're trying to break 70, for, break par for the first time, break 70 for the first time, break 80, 90, 100. It doesn't matter. Um, we've all been there. It's cool, too, how depending on what level you're at, whether you're breaking 100, 90, 80, 70, whatever it is, it's like it's fun to know what those little things are that you have to clean up. And it's different from person to person. 
but like for example breaking 100 is is probably just purely core strategy right and so it's like it's just not hitting clubs that you can't hit like right and, well and it's oh i got i've got a it's 160 yards i gotta hit my five hybrid like yeah well you can't hit your five hybrid so, so don't like hit that's it. hundred hit nine iron nine iron wedge and you'll be fine 90s 90s probably a little bit of course management probably a little bit of swing technique yeah you got to get some technique to get under 90 breaking 80 is a little bit of mix of both it's technique mixed with course management mixed with situational thinking and then yep. 70 is just pure pure precision. technique and precision yep and a lot of short game being and able to make putts being able to get your you know, shots inside of 150 yards. But the point I'm trying to make here is that there's like putts. Exactly. Yep. There's just like so many, like it's fun to see no matter what milestone you're trying to break those little things that you're just trying to clean up here and there, because it's nice to know that your fundamentals are set for the most part. Mm -hmm. And all you got to do is just focus, focus, focus on what you're trying to do. And we, we had a, a podcast that I think is either just came out or is about to come out about, um, about, was this um, with Scott Spector? I believe it was, uh, but we were talking about broad focus versus narrow focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And talking about how, you know, narrow focusing over the ball and then after you hit the ball, kind of broad focus back out again. And I think that was really huge for me the other day too is is broad focus versus narrow focus. And I chalked that a lot up to uh, Aura Lee on the, on the front nine because, you know, after we were hitting, you know, we were just kind of talk, talking and shooting the breeze the rest of the time. Yeah. It really freed me up to in order to just dip you know, play the golf that I wanted to play. So that was awesome. And then, you know, playing with Piper on the back nine, you know, she's playing well, kind of same helps. and she's kind of the same, a, a little less talkative. That's just kind of the way she plays, but, uh, a lot more in the fact that she was playing really well. So I was playing really well. So it's just like, get, get with people. If you're trying to break a milestone, get with people that, you know, you're going to be able to play, uh, you know, your best golf with and just be able to relax out there because I feel like a lot of people, and this is me when we were playing on your birthday, is when you're trying to do something for the first time or you're trying to break something or shoot a PR or whatever it is, you just get tense and you think about it the entire time. Yeah, just go play. Just go play. Well, that was it was funny. The last words I left you with as you were warming up, you were kind of you were saying, like, you know, I, I'll try my best. I was like, dude, don't try your best. Go do it. And I didn't ask you to try to do it. You see, you were trying to do it when we played the yeah. other day. I just said, just go, go do it. And clearly, yeah. as we look through this round, like – it's literally just little strategic things, little subtle mental things. I think that was that was um, really good wordage too, because like I know you didn't necessarily like mean this like uh, psychologically, or maybe you did. I don't know, but you were just like, just go do it. It's like it means that you were telling me, I know you can, just, just go. go, just go. Yeah, go, like hey, we got like, there's it's, three it's no seconds longer, left on the clock. It's no longer unattainable. We're three yeah. seconds left on the clock. We're down by one. You got two free throws. Just go make them. Yeah, you've been doing it in practice. Just go, go. And Go do it. The last thing that I'll say on this podcast too is that um, I sent you a meme earlier. I don't really send memes, but I sent you a <laughs> meme earlier, and it was just like a, a guy reading a book, and it was like how to break eighty, and then it was just him saying practice, but he was like sweating because he didn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. But like, I think that's what I would leave everybody with who's listening to this podcast, or if you stuck around this long, is yep. like you don't get to break eighty just by playing casually or just going yeah, yeah, to yeah. going to do it like it, it takes it takes like blood sweat and tears to be able to go do it and i that really helped me over a lot of putts and a lot mm. of shots where like when you have the practice to back up what you're doing it really makes everything a lot easier you you can't get there without practice whether that be reps on the golf course or reps on the range or both i think a combination of both is the best way to get there but um you've you've set out in your head 
I'll leave everybody with this. One of the things that Jack set out in his head was like, I'm going to be a good player. I'm going to learn how to play golf. And I happen to be, you know, privileged to have the chance to coach him. Um, and I think you're one of the first players I started teaching how to hit a lot of shots to because I know I could. Ooh, talk about that a little bit because I think that's big as far as like telling people what their mindset should be. Yeah, so like I knew we had to build some basic technique with you, but as soon as that started being solid and you stuck to that like one or two things to execute that, like we just stayed there. Then it was like, hey, he's good. Now let's start teaching how to shape it a little bit and hit different shots, lower, higher, further, shorter. And so, so many people get locked into making one golf swing and they forget how to play golf, which is learning how to hit shots. And um, there's a lot more to that. But if, you, if you're just trying to play golf swing, you're not going to get there. You've got to play. you got to hit shots. Um, I, I think that mentality is, like, big, too. And this is not me bragging on myself. I think it's genuinely the engine that's gotten to me, gotten mm-hmm. me to be this good is, like, you've – you've kind of said this too to me as far as like your teachings is like you won't teach something to someone that they're not ready for yep and like i've clearly shown through like my dedication and like my sheer willpower to like not get frustrated when i can't do something for the first time make sure that i'm putting in the f the time and the effort to make sure that i can do something consistently because just because you do it once doesn't mean you can repeat that no, you got to do it again and again and again and again and again. You can't go to the gym for a week and expect to get healthy. You might lose five pounds in the first week, but it ain't going to keep going like that just because you want it to. It just goes to say that if you take lessons from Scott or if you take lessons from anybody in that matter, if you just show him or her or whoever getting lessons from, you're like you are ready for that next task. Like they will, sh- they'll show it to you and they'll introduce you to it at the pace that they think is right for you and i'm lucky that scott has been a guy who will really push me to get that next thing done and i think that's the ultimate factor to why i've been able to get to 80 in less than a or i guess i can't we say i guess we can't say less than it's been a year it's been a year it's been almost exactly i think it's probably exactly you're the you're the fastest person i've ever taught from not playing to being able to break 80 so, and you're not there yet, but you're really close. So Super it's coming, close. coming soon to a, maybe another podcast coming yeah. soon to a scorecard near you. Yeah. Jack Beard breaks 80. I would love to talk about the mindset more and more too. I think we talked a lot about just kind of like what happened, but I would love to talk on another podcast about just the mindset of going breaking and doing or breaking a milestone that you have yeah. set for yourself. Yeah. Well, um, it'll happen within the next three rounds for sure. Yeah, no, I, I'm, yeah, it's, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. So and it might, not, you were it there. might not be 79, dude. It might be dude, 73. <laughs> yeah. Like basic, basically three doubles. You bogey in two with a pitching wedge coming in like yeah. three doubles away from 74 and really on easy holes. So yeah. those should be pars. But I mean, it's there. You just got to keep playing. It's there for sure. Yep. Well, awesome, thanks. man. Thanks Congrats. y'all for listening. On a good round. It. Thanks for Sorry being my coach. It. Hey, it's been a good team, man. <laughs> it takes a team. Can't do it on your own. Takes a village. Well, uh, from Scott and Jack on the back porch of Franklin Bridge. Uh, I guess we'll see you on the next one, but we're gonna plug super quick. Make sure that you come out here at six thirty on Wednesdays uh, so that you can hear the free episode that is gonna be live on the patio, but is then gonna be put behind the paywall on our new Franklin Franklin Bridge Performance app. 
So um, if you guys want to hear the Sam Speed Summer Series and Scott and I's takeaways from what Sam has written, uh, that's going to be behind the paywall. And we might even put some uh, some audio or some visual stuff in front of that as well. Yep. So uh, make sure that you stay tuned to that. Make sure that you download the app and at least sign up. And Scott is going to post on the app uh, when those might be going live. So um, it's going to be an awesome community and there's going to be tons and tons and tons of giveaways and opportunities for you guys to become better players. Uh, so don't think that you're just buying a podcast. No, you're you're literally buying your way into this inner circle so that you guys uh, can shoot better scores and be the best player that you can possibly be. So uh, awesome things to come from here at Franklin Bridge. I think you guys are going to really like where the instructional side of this club is going in the next year. Um, you guys are going to be really, really, really impressed with that. So uh, shout out to... Mr. Reiner hitting a hole in one today. What what hole? 14 yardage. Do you know what it was? 180. What club? Five iron. Wow, that's impressive. You get it to run up there. One bouncing in. <laughs> Didn't know it was. That's gonna be me. Gotcha. Well, congrats, congrats. I I guess I get a drink on you tonight. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh. <laughs> but hey it's been scott and jack and a few of the members here on the back porch of franklin bridge and we'll see you on the next one peace thanks y'all for listening to this episode of the champions playbook as always you can find us anywhere that you guys are so uh, make sure to check out scott on facebook twitter instagram all of the above his instagram is at s golf that's two S's and two E's. So make sure to go and check out everything that he's got going on over on his Instagram page. Uh, as well as make sure you follow Franklin Bridge. Uh, Franklin Bridge puts out some great things as well, and we want to make sure that we support them because they support us. So as always, feel free to come by the back porch of the Persimmon Pub at 7 p.m. on Wednesdays to come and listen to us talk golf. So book a late afternoon round of golf and then afterwards come on inside get some food some drinks uh, we got some specials going on we have some five dollar flatbread pizzas we had some amazing chicken tacos as well as drink specials going on all night long so make sure to support the persimmon pub as well when you come out we would love to see you guys we do one episode and then a live q a and then another episode so from seven to nine on wednesdays we hope to see you soon and we'll see you on the next one peace